0: Hello and welcome to the Biz Design Enterprise Architecture podcast. My name is Will Scott and in these podcasts we talk to leaders in the areas of enterprise architecture and how they and their teams deliver value to their organizations in advancing strategy, optimizing operations and reducing and managing risks. In this session we talk all about the need for enterprises to be customer driven and we speak to Milan Gunther, president of the Intersection Group and Jim Carbach, Chief Evangelist at Mural, and we talk about not only the importance of enterprises being customer-driven, but how they can practically go about organizationally and architecturally achieving this, always thinking about the customer experience and everything they do. So let's go to that interview now. So gentlemen, welcome to the session today. I'm thrilled to have you both here. I know you both recently were on a webinar all around the customer-driven enterprise. And so I really wanted you to have on the uh, session today so you can talk a little bit more about some of the concepts that you presented during that webinar, because I think our listeners in the space of enterprise architecture will find that uh, really interesting. But before I do, I'd like you both to introduce yourself. So, Milan, perhaps you could uh, introduce yourself first.
1: Of course. Uh, hi, Will, and uh, thank you for having us here. So I'm Milan. I'm, um, well, I call myself an enterprise designer you know, kind of a nuance from the enterprise architects, but closely related. I actually have a background in design, uh, studied um, communication design, user experience, product service design originally, um, and then moved um, into creating a consultancy uh, in 2009 around those ideas. Um, Getting quite frustrated with uh, the state of design um, in companies, uh, basically we did a lot of great designs and they never saw the light of the day. and so me and my my friends at my little company, we came up with the idea that actually in order to deliver on any great experience with great designs, we have to change the enterprise that delivers' what they're supposed to deliver them because you know, you know that's that who ultimately will do it is not us. Um, and so that then gave uh, birth to uh, intersection. Uh, the book I wrote in 2012, conference series, it started uh, two years later. Um, and then two years ago, uh, I met an enterprise architect, actually, Wolfgang Goebel, and we uh, we decided to join forces and create the Intersection Group, which is a not-for-profit association um, Yeah, dedicated to the idea of uh, creating or helping people create better enterprises.
0: Uh, of which the customer different one is one way to go about that's fantastic and i know you have the great luxury of working with many different clients all over the world as well so you have great exposure to lots of different uh, enterprises so
2: uh, jim over to you, Would you a quick introduction? yeah so my name's jim callback i'm the chief evangelist at mural mural is uh, an online whiteboard for digital collaboration uh, and here, in 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 at Mural, I also work with a lot of companies, particularly trying to solve creative, you know, team problems and challenges of remote work. And it's a little bit broader than that, but we work with a lot of companies, and we see some of the same challenges that Milan just mentioned from a slightly different angle. Um, prior to that, though, I I worked in a lot of design and innovation teams, so design strategy work, innovation, similar to Milan. Um, And was kind of seeing from the inside out uh, inside of large enterprises, some of those some of those same challenges, Uh, you know, the fields of like human centered design and UX are fairly well established. But if you introduce that into an organization that will fundamentally reject those principles, they won't have the same effect. So it's it's ultimately about getting teams, departments and organizations to adopt that mindset as well.
0: That's fantastic, and Mural's a great company. I'm a big fan of your products, so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to have you on the uh, the session here today. So I'm going to begin with the basic question, and uh, Milan, I'm going to go to you first because customer driven enterprise, you know, it can sound a bit like what I'll say, McKinsey speak. What, what does that even mean? So you can help our viewers and listeners. What is a customer driven enterprise?
1: Um, yeah, so you know, I was uh, actually. Um, with a friend in Barcelona looking for a title for our webinar uh, where we were kind of, um, you know, it was afternoon, we were in some bar and I was like, okay, you know, I I have this great opportunity with Jim to do a webinar. What should be the title? And I told him, should it be the customer centric webinar? Uh, Sorry, the customer centric (laughs) enterprise, Um, maybe also webinar. And uh, uh, he said, that sounds so old school, you know, customer centric. Uh, it's what the uh, consultancies and the analysts said many years ago. So we were looking, okay, maybe driven, yeah customer <laughs> driven, you know the enterprise is driven by the customer. Yeah. and then, yeah, I took that because um ultimately, you know enterprises uh, and anything that you would call an enterprise these days is uh, you know the word enterprise means it's an it's an ambitious endeavor. it's an it's an ambitious undertaking. it's an entrepreneurial project, mm-hmm. right so it's it's kind of exciting. but then, enterprise software, enterprise architecture, kind of, you know, there's a different connotation to that, which is big, slow, bureaucratic, uh, and so on. And, and, you know, any startup, any um, ambitious team that sets out to be very successful and to scale wants ultimately to become an enterprise. Right? We want to be ambitious and we want to be successful at scale. Uh, your companies are, are examples of that. And so... Um, the fundamental challenge that as you grow um, is that you like, there's a tendency for humans, and it happens to the best, it happens to everyone, to become a little bit egocentric, to be like, okay, uh, so this is us, this is what we do, this is what we are about, this is what we make. And then the customer is like, it appears, uh, you know, at some edge. Um, and we say, yeah, we want to design the touch points or we want to um, give an optimal experience or, you know, be yeah, be customer centric. And um, this is the customer driven enterprise as, as I see it. And uh, I'm sure Jim has a comment on that is uh, turning that around and say, okay, oh, there's our customer or even maybe our potential customer, our prospect, and they live their lives. And if we are lucky, and if we are, you know, if we make the right proposition at the right time, if we understand them and if we, if we get what they're about, then we might have a chance to appear in their lives, help them do something, achieve something in a meaningful way. And that's the right way to look at it, you know, like um, the, the world resolves not around us as an enterprise, but we are part of the
0: um, things floating around the customers and what they want to do so putting the customer in the center and everything else takes care of itself and i'm sure we've all seen pitch decks from sales teams where slide one is entitled about us and that of course is the wrong way to go jim do you have any comment to make on what milan <clears your throat> just said there
2: yeah i mean you know copernicus the the astronomer and what was it 1543 discovered that the the sun doesn't revolve around the earth the earth revolves around the sun and that wasn't just a um, a scientific observation it actually like, change the psyche of the people at times. I was rejected at first. People said, No, how could this be? Right. So, it's this mindset shift, I think, that has to happen and really putting the customer at the center. The reason why I like the word driven better than customer centric is because I've seen a lot of customer experience efforts, people, teams, departments looking at the customer experience, and it tends to be superficial, <clears throat> which isn't a bad thing. But they focus on, you know, how do support agents answer the phone and are they friendly? Again, not a bad thing to do. But by being customer driven, we're talking about are our roadmaps prioritized around customer needs? Is the architecture of how the company is organized and the software that it runs, is that customer centric? Is customer centricity baked into our highest level strategy? And very often it's not. Basically, very often the strategy is earn a billion dollars next quarter, whatever, you know, something like that. No, let's make better customers anchor that. So I like the word driven because it gets away from some of that superficiality, and it also puts the burden on everybody in the organization, right? It's not just how your frontline people react to customers. that's the superficiality I was talking about. It's like no, no, no. This has to be at the center of everything that everybody does in the organization. So I think that, uh, and I
0: love that, and I do like the word driven. I think it's one thing for the CEO to declare at the quarterly company meeting, today we are customer driven. And that sounds great, but I know where you two gentlemen have a lot of Mm -hmm. expertise is how do you actually realize it? So how do we go beyond the laudable sentiment of the CEO who says we are customer driven to actually realizing it? Now, um, Milan, one of the things you talk about is this concept of, and I find it very interesting of enterprise design facets and you sort of had this Venn diagram of identity, architecture, and experience. And then you had the intersects between those a sort of starting point to think about how to become customer driven. Can you talk a little bit more about that, that concept?
1: Absolutely. Um, so yeah, the enterprise design facets is um, the, you, you could say it's the successor, the the, the new version uh, of what was before called the Enterprise Design Framework that is part of the Intersection book, the original one, um, which is basically a collection of, um, you know, things. Like someone once challenged me to to, to summarize Intersection. It has like 500-something pages um, in a tweet. And I said, well, if you want to design a great enterprise, here's a, a lot of stuff that you might want to look into. That's basically it, you know? So it's a model that helps you navigate, we call them now facets. Um, facets in the sense that every enterprise has them. You just turn like a crystal, you know, you turn a little bit around, you see different colors, but it's the same crystal. And uh, how you look uh, or, or with with what lens you look uh, at the enterprise will determine what you see, even though it's the same thing. So if you look at it with a um, experience lens, as we just talked about, it's how does it appear in your life or in someone's life, could be the customer, can also be the employee, right? Can also be an investor, a partner, a supplier, a neighbor, like people. And the enterprise um, wants to or plays already some role in that. What is that role and what does it do there? You change the lens and you look at it from an architecture perspective, and you basically ask, okay, what? How does it all work? How does it fit together? Um, what it is capable of doing, right? And And ideally they match, right? So it should be capable of doing what uh, then makes a difference in people's lives. So this is where they they come together and that's where the intersection then comes in and says, okay, that's actually the products that we are making. Product service, you know, we kind of um, say it's the same thing at that high level. Um, And then uh, the third one is the identity. The identity is basically the collective idea about the enterprise. Um, Mostly, of course, driven by... Um, I would say the, the the entrepreneurial spirit and how it's lived every day by people involved in making the enterprise happen. You could say, which again can be people that are formerly employees, but also if you look at, for example, um, uh, network and platform enterprises like Uber, Airbnb, and so on, it's not actually the employees who make the enterprise happen. It's other people, it's partners or whatever you want to call them, um, hosts and guests and drivers, and so they live this identity. And again, ideally. The identity is coherent with the experience and the architecture so basically you could say if if you overlay all of them and they give a coherent white light of enterprise like that, yeah. then it all fits together and then it's a coherent enterprise and if you don't then usually you have this you know this um uh our, one of our, our friends in the community john Gersie, he called it a vector math problem like different vectors uh, tearing the enterprise into different directions and in the end is unable to move because uh, you know and, and that of course has to do with um, silos or functions specializing in each of these perspectives not talking to each other you know the usual suspects HR marketing IT for example and, um, and, and then yeah you get this alignment
0: issue. I like that uh, that uh, the, the language, the use of the the, the, the word you use, that lens really resonated with me. The idea of taking this outside-in approach, so looking into the enterprise, but not arbitrarily, rather looking through a specific lens. So, what mm-hmm. is the experience the enterprise offers? How is it architected? How, what is its identity? And then when. I'm reminded of my high school physics. When I put these three lenses over the top of these three colors, I'm almost over the top of each other. Do I get white light at the end of that? I guess I'm I'm shy a few colors, but I, hopefully the, uh, the, uh, the analogy still works there. So let's spend some time on the experience side, because I think that's the ultimate thing that seems to be at the top of mind of everyone, how do we offer these fantastic experiences? Now, one of the tools that you gentlemen discussed was this this idea of the, um, I think it was the experience map or the customer experience map. Jim, I know this is an area that you have a lot of specialty in. Can you talk a bit more about what that is and how you go about constructing it and what you're trying to solve with with a, an experience map? Sure.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> in uh, in 2016, I, I wrote a book called Mapping Experiences, and the second edition. Of that just came out and it was really a reflection of me kind of confronting some of the, the, the challenges that, that Milan just um, um, laid out there. <clears throat> the thing about the word experience that we there's there's a couple of things about that word that make it very difficult to deal with. Um, the one is the organization doesn't own the experience. The experience is a perceived quality in the mind of the customer. You don't own the experience they do. Um, And humans are wildly complicated um, uh, items, people, things to deal with, right? If you think your technology and your architecture is very complex internally, the human brain works in a much, much more complex and complicated manner because you throw emotions on top of it and circumstances and situations. So we have this big fuzzy concept called the human experience, which is perceptive. It includes emotions, thoughts, and feelings over time. If we're making that the basis of what we're supposed to design our organizations around, we need a good way to talk about experience so that everybody can kind of understand it in a a common fashion, in a shared manner. So an experience map is really, Um, It's a technique and then there's an artifact, it's a diagram that comes out of it that attempts to take a snapshot of experience and freeze it in time on paper digitally so that the organization can come together and discuss that and point to things and say at this point in the experience or this emotion or this um, pain point that a customer has, that's what we're going to address. Um, without it, uh, conversations, without something like a diagram, and a diagram is great because it, it you know, it's like an overview. Uh, you, you, could do, you could do all the research and understand experience and describe it in a 50-page document, but people don't read 50-page documents. You put up a nice colorful chart and people will lean into it and say, tell me more about that, right? So it's really a catalyst for conversation. It's a catalyst to have the conversations that are necessary to be customer-driven at the, at the enterprise level um and it's a snapshot of what your common understanding of that experience is frozen in time so that you can have intelligent conversations around it what i liked about it when i
0: looked at it it was it seemed to be a really not only a great visual tool but a really powerful way to deconstruct which is uh, something which is quite an intimidating word experience like how do i even begin to make sense of that and it was a way of deconstructing or decomposing this intimidating concept of experience into something quite understandable and in an appealing visual way. And I'm with you, um, Jim. No one's wading through 50 page white papers <laughs> these days, right? We're, we're in the too long, didn't read world. I got to have it quick and I got it fast in a fathom way. So, great. We've talked about, you know, why we want to be customer-driven. We've talked about some ways in which we can introspect and think about our organizations through the, the facets that Milan discussed. We've talked about some tools that you can use, the customer experience map, Jim, that you talked about there as well. Sounds great. But how on earth do I get the enterprise aligned to this outcome, right? I mean, this is a community of people, lots of different departments, lots of different cogs. How do I, I don't get caught by my own um, analogy here, but how do I get all those cogs yeah. spinning to achieve that uh, outcome jim i'll begin with you What's your thoughts yeah i here?
2: mean i i think i think it's a it's a commitment to activation and by that i mean um you know de- not not just declaring that you're going to be customer-centric as you were talking about will but what are the programs and the activities that you're going to bring into the organization and i can think about you can think about this in two different ways you can think about it top down so what is that commitment from top leadership all the way down and what what are the Anchors of of being customer driven in strategies, in quarterly planning, in incentives as well too. Our our leaders incentivized to be customer driven because very often they're not. By the way, that's part of being customer driven is the incentive structure that you have. Uh, but it's also about um, creating a movement and a, and a groundswell from the bottom up as well too, and fostering um, those conversations. So you know, we just talked about experience maps. There, is no, there are no solutions that pop off an experience map. It doesn't solve your problems for you. You, you have to then engage with uh, any analysis, any diagnosis of the customer experience and have conversations ar- around it. So it's really about collaboration, I believe, that um, to be customer driven, you have to have collaboration mechanisms in place that allow teams to, to discuss that and to get aligned around that. Um, That could be, you know, creating diagrams, but bringing them into workshops. It could also be programs like um, our friends at Intuit, which is a company here in the U.S. that makes tax software. They have a follow me home program where they actually send people out into into the field to observe people as well, too, which is actually better than experience mapping. Um, So it's really about a a programmatic level from the bottom up. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, It's about constantly and it's not a checkbox. You're constantly striving to be customer centric. It's something that's ongoing and it begins with nudges, right? Uh, It it, it can be a top down decree, but to actually make it happen from the bottom up, it's step by step, brick by brick, doing that uh, one by one.
0: All right. So this is a journey we're on. This is not
2: double clicking. And and the journey is the destination as well, too. Yeah. You know, it's the, it's the it's the act of doing those things that make mindsets change and be be more customer driven. Yeah. Gotcha. So this
0: isn't this isn't double click install customer driven enterprise. No. And tomorrow morning, it's yeah, done. exactly right. This is uh, some uh, some tune. I'm sure my age there with the whole double click. Does anyone double click anymore? But there we go. <laughs>
2: um,
0: I think of it more like in the old days of loading three and a half inch floppies, one after the after right. the other, over time to achieve that outcome. Milan, do you have any comments on on that as well on getting alignment?
1: Yes. Um, and, you know, as, as Tim said, you know, when, when, so so the good thing when, when um, experience mapping or these kind of, uh, you know, visuals actually work and spark the right conversations, um, there will be an urge uh, around the table, ideally, and, and if, if it's really a good model, and it's an accurate model, is informed by research or by evidence, you know, by data, um, there's an urge for people to say, okay, how do we fit in there Mm -hmm. and that that can be you know how do we fit in there today like you know uh, nowadays I think a lot of uh, customer experience initiatives actually more looking for problems which is okay you know it's good to look for problems that you're causing your customers it's a good thing but um, more interesting of course is uh, taking insights and turning them into opportunities um, and so, even on most journey maps, and and you know Jim actually has a in his book a, a term for that alignment mm-hmm. diagrams. Um, people have the urge to actually say, okay, let's draw a line and say uh, for each of these steps in the journey, for each of these um, jobs to be done or tasks, for each of these insights that we gathered, what does it mean for us? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, there it's really important, I think, to take people from where they are if they think about it in terms of organization design, like who's doing what, okay, are there opportunities to do something differently um, to make an impact for the customer? If if they think architecturally, in terms of processes and capabilities, is there anything we can do today uh, or that we can easily do tomorrow that makes a difference for, for the experience that we mapped? And these conversations in the end um, will, will drive the alignment, you know, because The problem is that if you make your customer observations and experience, if it's the marketing or the product department that does it, and then they throw over the fence a report, and then the organization design or or, or the organization development HR people or the IT people or whoever, uh, digital people, say, okay, here's our product roadmap, and they throw that over the fence. Then it's not aligned, you know? And then this magic moment doesn't happen. And uh, I think actually um software like, like both of your companies are making uh, can have a big uh well can play a big role in in facilitating this kind of conversation and bring the right, you know, the right people together, the right models and maps together, spark the right conversations, um, and give everyone an, an opportunity to think entrepreneurially given what we are seeing together.
0: I got yeah, you. I, I
2: think about alignment in two ways. Um, and, um, it's from the outside in uh, a phrase that you, you use, Will, that's how do you get that empathy and the understanding of that other perspective, the, in, the human being perspective. Um, but in the second edition of my mapping experiences book, I, I, I kind of brought in a new term, which I call inside across alignment, right? So it's outside in, but then you have to have the mindsets of the people, the teams um, and that uh, aligned as well, too. So you need outside in alignment, inside across alignment. And it's really that's the activation that I was talking about. If you don't have that inside across alignment, you're not going to you're not going to have that activation and that comes through workshops, conversations, programs that get people confronted with the experience, whether it's firsthand or secondhand through a map.
0: Got it. Um Gentlemen, there's been a really insightful thing, and I, we're going to close up here, but there's one thing I wanted to touch on, and Milan, I'm going to go to you on this. I think you referred to this in your presentation as enterprise on a napkin, and you used uh, uh, Simon Sinek's great golden circle model of the the what, how, and the why. Um, can you just talk a little bit more about that golden circle model? Because I always find it a useful exercise to go through to answer those questions.
1: Yes, it, uh, it's actually um, very much connected to the facets, um that we we mentioned before, and also alignment diagrams and these kind of maps that we are making. So, um, you know, I saw that presentation a long time ago, and I thought, yeah, actually, you know, if we actually can align or, or you know bring together the 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 um, why we are doing things with the what we're, we we want to do for people, um, then the how. Should be actually quite you know obvious, all but right. for some reason people start uh, like to start with the how, like uh, what are our processes, what can we do, what what, what are our systems and, and our organization and so on. And all of that, of course, is important. But um, when we so so the 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 enterprise on a napkin um, is inspired by a map actually um, as much as by uh, Simon Sinek's um, diagram, golden circle. Um, which is the Milky Way map? Uh, it's a map that uh, one of our um, fellow community members and and leaders in the intersection group uh, Annika Kleiber invented, uh, an architecture map actually. So it, it it started off as a capability map, but then uh, she added the customer experience as a kind of a snake around the the um, the capabilities, and um, then we had the idea to actually add in the middle. The purpose, why, why are we doing those things? And the fundamental idea of that map of the enterprise on a napkin is you take Simon cynics and you add movement. So, uh, what is the thing that the enterprise is doing again and again and again? What are the phases, the fundamental phases yeah. of, of value creation that it goes through? And then using that scenario, that time frame to say, okay, let's align why we're doing it, the, the, the purpose, what we're doing for people, which is the experience with uh, how we're doing that, which is the architecture. Right. Um, and so heavily inspired by, by that famous uh, model as much as by a very practical map.
0: I'm, try- I'm trying to recall, I think the analogy he used was uh, Apple, which is always a favorite go-to. And I think his story was, and to your point earlier on, Jim, is that you, you, know, you say everyone in the world can tell you what your company does. And they might say something as trivial as, you know, we make money, but that's an outcome, not what we do. So. Maybe Apple says we make computers and uh, I remember him. It's a great presentation. I'll put a link to YouTube on this, but so does Dell. So does HP. So does everyone else make computers. There's no differentiating there and you just shrug your shoulders. So then you might go beyond the, the what into the how. So we great, we design fantastic computers and great integrated software to give a unified, you know, a uh, solution to our customers. That would be kind of like the how, and again, that's more interesting. Um, but again, you're shrugging your shoulders. And as I recall, what really is interesting is the why. Why Why is it that we exist? And I think Apple's, I won't do it justice here. I'm trying to recall off the top of my head. But it's along the lines of everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo. And we want to bring fantastic user experiences and customer experiences to our own customers. We just happen to make computers. And that, for me, is you know a poignant why statement. Why, why do we exist? And it's not to make money or shareholder value. It's something a little bit more relevant for that. Um, Gents, fantastic conversation today, really, really enjoyed it. Thank you for giving us, you know, a canter through the land of how we become, you know, a customer driven enterprise, whether it's beginning by using those um, design facets that um, Milan talked about, you talked about experience maps from Jim there, we talked about the challenges and techniques in which you get alignment as well. Um, But, gents, both of you today, thank you for your time, and I hope to have you again at some time in the future
2: um, for an update. So, Milan, thank you, and Jim, thank you. Thank you, Will. Yeah, thanks for having us. Glad to come back anytime, Will. Thank you.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed that session, and I thought it was interesting when Jim talked about the need for customer centricity to be baked into the very highest levels of strategy and not something that's accidental, and how Milan talked about how we can always be asking ourselves What are the opportunities to do something differently that will make an impact on the customer that will improve their experience? For more podcasts, blogs, and recorded webinars, please visit us at bizdesign.com where there's a wealth of information available. And if you enjoyed this podcast, we'd encourage you to leave a review on the podcast platform you use. If you'd like to tell your EA story and feature on this podcast, then please email me, willscott, at podcast at bizdesign.com. BizDesign is a leader in the area of enterprise architecture software that supports enterprise architecture teams in delivering value to their organizations, with a key focus on the value outcomes of strategy advancement, operational efficiency, and reducing risk. Thanks for your time today.